Welcome to the power of faith and the ministry of David Hathaway. Please join David as he ministers today's word. is actually a challenge to our ability to believe. An interesting window on faith is found in the book of Numbers, chapter 13. Moses and the whole of Israel had halted on the borders of the promised land after their arduous journey, which had lasted 40 days. There they were, within sight of their goal. The fulfillment of all God's promises was within their grasp. Surely this was all that they could ask for, the ultimate reward for the sufferings that they had endured both in the last days in Egypt and in the travelling. This was the reason why God had performed all the outstanding miracles, both in Egypt and in the crossing of the Red Sea, in order to give them deliverance and to fulfil his promise to give them this land. But still, one thing had to happen, before they could appropriate all the blessings of God which had been so clearly promised and prophesied. This was their iron curtain, the final barrier. One final step and all that they had longed and prayed for would be theirs. One step and the veil that covered their eyes would be lifted and they would see one of the most beautiful and dramatic things that man has ever seen and few are allowed to actually see this, the reason why God works great and powerful miracles, his purpose now revealed. After all, Abraham only acted in faith. He never saw the fulfilment. But this one final step was not to be taken. It was to demand a faith beyond their ability how often are believers today within sight of everything that they are desiring, often with earnest prayer and with the clear knowledge that God has promised, yet that final step is not taken. They don't go in and possess the land. It occurs in the realms of healing, finance, evangelism and missions, possibly even revival itself certainly in most areas of our lives, and especially in our service for God. What was the one thing that hindered them? Moses had sent out twelve spies to view the land which God had promised to give. These all saw the same things, a land flowing with milk and honey, green, green grass, corn better than Egypt, fruit so big it had to be just a dream when they were captives, Rivers and lakes of freshest sweet water, plenty of fish. After all, Galilee is famous. I've eaten its fish, so I know. Lovely valleys for the cattle, beautiful mountains, one snow-capped all the year round, literally springs in the valleys and streams in the desert. Far better than the Egypt they'd left. It was everything that God had promised and more. Of course they saw the walled city, soldiers guarding them, and the fact that some of the inhabitants were giants. This was not Eden, 
not an empty land, they would have to fight for their inheritance. The important fact was that all twelve saw precisely the same things, stood in the same places, had the same God. But when they returned to Moses, their reports differed in certain essentials. All twelve told the Israelites that yes, this was the promised land, no disagreement. But the majority, ten to two, said that it was impossible to enter. After they had all excitedly shared the joy that the fulfillment would bring, and yes, it was all that God had said and more, the ten said that the difficulties were too great. There was no way that they could defeat the enemies and actually possess the promise. They were looking in human terms, seeing only their limited resources and accepting failure as the norm. Only two said that they agreed with everything the ten had said. But because God was with them, they could possess the promise now. He would not fail them. They reminded the whole of Israel of all that God had done in the past, how he was still with them and that in his name they would win however hard the fight. It was God's decision to abide by the majority decision which compelled the whole nation of Israel to wander in a barren wilderness for 40 more years before they finally entered the promised land. What was the one thing that went wrong? They had a lack of the right kind of faith. I want to encourage you to step into faith. Two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, knew their God and had an implicit faith in him. They knew that God cannot fail, but what he says he does. They were willing to take in that vital step over into the promises by acting in faith. We need this kind of faith that does see both sides, that does see every problem, but still believes God. Sometimes in my own walk with God in faith, I'm faced with this same question. I'm convinced that I see even more of the problems than those that don't have the faith. This makes this kind of faith an even greater miracle. This illustration from Israel raises two questions. Was the fulfillment of God's promise worth fighting for? And could they have the faith? Believer, you are so near to the fulfillment in your own life. Why look at the problems which make the fulfillment impossible? Look at him and then go in and claim the land. You want that kind of faith? Then look at this scripture in 1 Corinthians 12 about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Do you speak with tongues as the disciples did on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2? When we talk about faith, Jesus said in Mark 16:18, These signs will follow those who believe. They will speak with new tongues. Today, this powerful and demonstrative gift is experienced not just by the Pentecostals, but as a result of the charismatic renewal throughout most sections of the body of Christ. I believe that it is part of the ministry within the church worldwide and a fulfillment of the prophecies of Joel 2 and Acts 2, where it says, I will pour out my spirit on 
all flesh, and they shall prophesy. But this gift of tongues, which is blessing the church throughout the world in these last days, is only one of nine gifts. For in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul says that the same Spirit also gives faith, gifts of healing, and the working of miracles. So faith, along with healing and the working of miracles, is an operation of the same Spirit, and we can ask and receive these gifts. In another way, you cannot speak with tongues by your own power, only through the Holy Spirit, and by the same Holy Spirit you can heal the sick, work miracles, and have the gift of faith. However, if this gift of the Holy Spirit, it must be different from any human gift. Just as the gift of tongues is a supernatural power to speak in an unknown tongue, so the gift of faith is supernatural. We all have faith on a simple level. The Bible says that we're saved by faith, so every believer has faith. But this gift of faith is something far greater, an operation of a superpower in our lives by the Spirit. This is what set the two spies, Joshua and Caleb, apart from the other ten. This is what sets men and women apart today. To me, it is the greatest of the nine gifts, and the one which I ask the Holy Spirit to give me more than any other gift, because it is the key to the operation of all the others. To me, the most outstanding miracle of all those that Jesus performed was the first one he did at the wedding feast in Cana of Galilee. It took a woman to make it happen. One simple demonstration of faith in action. We need to thank God for women of faith. Mary, his mother, had never seen her son perform a single miracle in the 30 years since his birth. Yet, when she saw the problem at the wedding reception that the wine had run out, she went to the staff and told them that her son would shortly ask them to do something incredibly stupid. He would tell them to put water into the empty wine jars. All she said was, however stupid it may sound, whatever he says, you do it. That's all it took for Jesus to perform his first miracle. One woman and a strong prophetic word. Whatever he says, however stupid it might appear, don't argue, do it. That is one of the great secrets of faith. Do it. Don't ask questions. Don't doubt. It's going to be a miracle anyway. That's what the ten spies needed to just do it. That's what God is saying to you right now. Faith is action. Do it. Faith is never passive, always active. Men of faith are always men of action, and in the eyes of the world, they often appear stupid, their actions defy logic. But the interesting thing is that God honors these men above others. They please him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I've always said that I want to live a life of seeing miracles. I want Eurovision, my ministry, to be a ministry built on the miraculous. I know that this means living on the edge, living in excitement and anticipation every day. Please, my Father, 
I want to have real faith. Holy Spirit, I ask you, give me this kind of faith in my life now. Thank you for listening to The Power of Faith, broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting www.eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are a large assortment of videos, magazines and books for your growth in God. We would like to give all new subscribers to David's ministry a free gift. To receive your free gift, visit www.eurovisiontv.org. Remember, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits. Worship used by kind permission of Vinesong, www.vinesong.com.